millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to episode 525 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. Big D's. How you going, fellas? I'm, I'm, I'm super fucking jacked on life because I'm jacked up on fucking tablets and when the tablets run out, I'm going to fucking bed. Now, oh, have, have we got the, the good stuff? Are we fucking breaking badding it? No. <laughs> oh. No. I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't fucking... I haven't had the, the fucking beautiful warm kiss and embrace of a fucking pseudo, real pseudo fucking medication for... I don't know. Ever since they started cracking down on American, years, years, Ugh. a decade. Look, it it is one of the my fucking pet peeves about junkies, and I have many. I fucked up for everybody. You have many junkies. That. No, I have many pet, <laughs> pet peeves about junkies. Um, yeah, that they they have ruined the already fucking unpleasant experience of having a cold. They took out the only fucking joy. Yeah. Which was, you I mean, got, you, you, could, got you two... could be off from work from having a cold and then be up until four in the morning doing housework. <laughs> like, the fucking productivity was off the charts. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, just on the regular shit and on those fucking ones that you, you were talking to me about last week as well. Because uh, I, I have developed have developed a, a proper cough over, like not not a cough with nothing behind it, an actual cough with stuff behind it, and I was fully fucking oh, was fully overcome by some I don't know, some fucking disease. Like, look, I'm going to point the finger at the comment at, at the the always reason fucking school, no doubt. Yep. Um. So there you go. Parents who send their kids to school when they're sick, I can't. Is it? Is it lung butter or is it like lung tapioca pudding? Really? It's actually it's not it's not too much. It's only, it's barely any of that, you know. So, but it's, it was it was actually in my head though, like because you know I was saying previously, like I've had this the cough is sort of lingering for like three weeks. Yeah, but um, with nothing behind it. But now I've actually had like like the proper sort of you know head cold and shit as yeah. well. So, man, um, just but, just tamping that down with fucking meds and like I I agree with you, and I was like this pre COVID, I you know parents that send their kids to school sick are fucked and people that go to work sick because yeah. they're, they're, they're the cunts that also want to act like a martyr but also at the same time people learn nothing from the fucking the from the Japanese people in the in the lockdowns yeah and they've just gone straight back to just being dirty cunts yep coughing coughing and not wearing masks however you know? however <clears throat> when we had COVID in the house over the holidays yep if Em and I didn't have it yep and the kids had come to us with the level of symptom that they had. Yeah, you would have been like, oh, I didn't know. That's it. If yeah, they'd have come yeah. and gone, we are too sick to go to school, we need a day off, we would have gone, oh, fucking oh, bullshit. 
Yeah, but when you hear the when you hear the stories about such and such was at you know was at school on fucking Monday last week or whatever, and they was well actually one well one of my kids was off and 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 you know her her best friend was off on Monday as well. They got they were both obviously made sick by another friend that was off for most of last week, but came to school at the end of last week and still wasn't great. Yep. Um. So that's obviously where where theirs came from. Yep. But but even even her friend was at school on Monday even though she was sick like like my daughter was yeah because you know both of the parents were actually you know at the office that day or and whatever it, here is that other thing there there are those people out there who you know as as much as it fucks over other people if they don't show up to work they don't get paid they don't get sick days yeah so so life's hard that don't does get suck paid. if only there was a group of people that could fight for their rights I don't know what that'd be called yeah, like, like, like you thought. Are you talking about like if they could somehow like coagulate and form like a, a like a like a unified front? To yeah, to, yeah, that's it. Um, and like and a family reunion, except work and show unity amongst one another. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what's it. the word? I don't um, know. Is there even a word for it? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By the, yeah. I went bowling the other day. Got a strike. Um, <laughs> don't know why that came to mind. It was just a random segue, but. Uh, yeah, look. If if only, then those poor people that have sick pay and could take care of their kids. But yeah, yeah, I'd love the fucking the the soul the soul traders fucking union. That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Give you fucking paid leave and paid sick days. I don't know who's paying for it. <laughs> that would be amazing. Because I tell you, it'd fucking slow the sleep. It would slow the shit down if you could just fucking sleep for a day. It really would. Yep. Um. Anyway. Um. Big D's, are you back? At the, are, are the game started again in the yeah, C grade Toowoomba touch competition? Back on Saturday, we uh, this last Saturday gone. So you've had a game. Yeah, we had a game. Zero tries. Quick, quick Big diesel. Uh, quick line score though. C grade, C grade D's. What? How many did you score? Yeah, we, we got up uh, eight five. Eight five. Real chippy game. There was uh, there was a lot of smack talk. What's the, so give me an example of a smack talk that you didn't carry oh, on the just touch the, field. The other team, there's you know, younger guys that probably should be playing B grade and uh, decide that they want to come down to C grade because they will carve up. And, well, didn't that work out poorly for you, you fucking cocksuckers? Because we fucking smashes. But what's the sort of thing that, what's the sort of thing that you say? You oh, say just, you know, like, oh, my fucking, uh, you know, they're going to make a touch. Oh, look at that. My arm's just fucking flicked up and I've smacked someone in the chops. Oh, fuck. Oh, no, oh, sorry, okay. mate. I've slipped. I've whacked you in the throat there. And just, oh, okay. and yeah, okay. there's a couple of, couple of younger fellas on our team. And um, one's... Uh, Brad's young fella and one of the other blokes has, has got you know, and and generally they'll they'll start in sort of D or C grade younger guys like mm. thirteen or whatever, and give them a bit of experience you know playing as they come through the grades and um, young Harry put some footwork on a winger on the, on the other team, and he's a young kid he's thirteen he's fucking snapped this guy's ankles and scored in the corner, and we've all gone up because. He's a young kid and he, you know, we're just celebrating oh, him. And um, old mate's fucking blown up. I'm 63, you know. You know, I'm 63, guy, bro. It wasn't that, that, the guy that he's... That's the guy who got his ankles broke. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, wasn't everyone cheer that, you know, a 63-year-old? It was like, fuck off, mate. He's 13. Okay, da- righto, Darius boy. Yeah, what are we yeah. supposed to get you to sign a waiver and check your age before a cunt snaps your ankles? Shut up. Fuck off. <laughs> it's, it's like... 
So you, fucking, you, you took the field. Yeah, exactly. The fucking consequences. Yeah, been shit. Yeah, you ex- can't. Exactly right. So, <laughs> um, and there's yeah, there was a there was a bit of chat, um, a little bit of couple of instances where it came close to a bit of push and shove and. What's the penalty for pushing shove in the touch? Oh, you can get force subbed and stuff like that. I think you know, fucking force <laughs> subbed. And yeah. what's the, and, and is that and then what's the, what's the period of time that they, oh, before they can bring you? I'm fucked if I know what that is. It might how, be how many how many times have you pushed someone on purpose, Glenny? No, look, look, I, I look just... I'm, I'm I'm gassed. Fucking come here, I'll push you. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that the uh, the wing rotation with the young fellas and the big diesel. Uh, the young fellas were out there. They did start to get a little bit chippy there at one stage, and I um, I jumped on the wing because I legit thought a couple of the boys were going to end up in a fucking in a scrap. And I was like, you know what? Probably not best to have a young teenage boy <laughs> fucking standing there watching that. So, um, but no, we got up, uh, had a win, and um, can, can I just say it's an absolute testament to the to the strength and conditioning staff for your your C grade touch side D's. When you talk about a wing rotation, <laughs> well, it shouldn't actually be a rotation because wingers generally the fact play that a the whole game. Exists. But uh, I, uh, you've got to, you've got to give the young kid minutes. Um, it's the, and- the Brad Fittler school of touch coaching. <laughs> even even Brett Plowman played eighty. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm not quite there yet, but um, I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there. At, and, at what um, stage do you change your name, being you know the 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 god of C grade? From the big D's to the big C's. Because I play like I've got cancer. No, just the big, the big C's. <laughs> oh, fuck. But, um, no, good times. So uh, I think well, I haven't actually looked at ladder. We might be on top of the ladder. The fucking legends. Well, everything. It's all coming together. It's all coming up. <laughs> did, you hear, did, you hear any, did you hear any big D's calls come from the sidelines or anything this week? Zero. Zero. Fuck, all right. Yeah. We live in hope. Look, the greater touch community uh, would not be very accepting of the absolute rubbish surrounding the big diesel. Can I can I tell you that the greater touch community can go fuck themselves? Not just, I not, agree just with you. not just in not just not just in Toowoomba, but in just fucking worldwide can suck my dick because the big diesel is going to become a fucking thing, and it's going to start in Toowoomba, and then there's going to be like a fu- like a fucking nuclear <laughs> explosion. The fallout is going to be felt. Could you imagine people that hear about it and then, then see it in the flesh and go, fuck, that's a disappointment. That is an anti-climax. What the fuck? Oh, go, well, I drove all this like- way because I heard about this fucking fable. So are you are you the Royals, Glenn, or are you the Lions? Lions. You're currently second. Nice work. There you, there you go. go. Who's on top, Saints? Well, the Royals. Royals. Oh, there you go. We knocked off the top team. Fucking hell, good. There you go. So oh, they're the, no, the ones you beat. No, the, Saint, the Saints are third. Yeah. yeah Saints yeah. always fucking under Glenny. NRL fucking <laughs> <laughs> touch footy. Oh, it doesn't matter. I don't know. Saints are pretty good. So, anyway. We beat them too, though. So. Oh, no, you're, the big you're oh, no we actually we didn't. We didn't beat Saints. You're for and against is neutral, Glennie. You're letting is them it? down. Yeah, look, I've, I've really got to start getting back over the line. Um, still have scored more tries than uh, than old Dreadlocks McGee in A grade, so just saying. Against against a similar standard of competition, so it's, no, very, it's directly not, comparable. No. <laughs> hey, what the fuck? <laughs> Whose side are you on, motherfucker? <laughs> Yours, so, obviously. <laughs> I just said. 
Yes. So, uh, good how, times. How is the Toowoomba Touch Football Association mm. sponsored by the New South Wales government? No, I don't know that it is. I don't know what that is. That might be a fucking Google ad or something. In, in well, respect no, to Peter says, Sterling. It says principal partner, DoorDash. Major partners, Bristol, Red Rooster, yep. Pain Away, New South Wales government. That, that might be uh, NRL Touch, like the, the national affiliate. Oh, okay, cool. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. That would make sense. But uh, enough about the big Ds. What about... Uh, what about my business partner slash best mate slash secretary of Toowoomba Touch Association just dragging in fucking lucrative sponsorship for Toowoomba Touch such as Harvey Norman and uh, and uh, F45 for a short period of time until F45 goes broke, I'm sure. But... Until, until I completely go cut up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but only 50% got the, of them have cut up so yeah. far. <laughs> maybe fucking, maybe, maybe this sponsorship odd. deal is what tips them over the edge. <laughs> That, that's odd that F45 would want anyone associated with them to know that there are other forms of exercise available <laughs> anywhere on the planet. <laughs> Competitive exercise. Such, such is the salesman that fucking pulls these cult. deals on board. Yes. It's also how do they go broke charging so much a fucking week and only having to buy a couple of kettlebells and fucking some boxes and shit. Mm, that's fair. <laughs> it comes to jump on. <laughs> right oh, um, let's go mate that's enough touch anyway. football t- chat you know that we're just going to get bombarded tomorrow I feel like that was a that was a fucking bumper crop of touch football there like that was a crop right then so that should satisfy the people who've been waiting for this fucking ridiculous mid-season hiatus to finish grand sum total of zero people <laughs> Mother, motherfuckers were close to getting a ladder predictor on that shit let's go <laughs> Well, yeah, 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 motherfuckers, you, you, you're, you're the motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. there's only one no, I'm person. I'm saying those doesn't... motherfuckers were close. I was yes. going to give it to them. Oh, okay. I got the fuck. I got the drawer in front of me. Oh wow. Oh fucking. This is going to be this. Oh, fuck. This, who this, we got this, this week? This is going to be the most closely fucking watched touch well, you, you competition. Got, you, got the, you got the sharks on Saturday, Glenn. Oh, shit. So there's a good chance. What do you mean shit? They're fucking last. I've still I've scored against them, so I could be. Yeah, you got, the, 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 pressure, the pressure's on. I want to see two tries out of you this week. Yeah, right. Eh? It's on. What about a hat trick? Can you start Anyone? up? A, can you? How about we get a website? <laughs> Has the big <laughs> diesel scored a hat trick yet? Dot com. Just like old times. <laughs> oh, fuck. Just you go to www.chuggachuggachugga.com.au <laughs> my, Siri, my Siri just popped up and said I don't know how to respond to that No, I'm no, sure no, you no, don't, Siri No one does Neither, no one neither does. do I I don't know even What, what do you fucking start you off then, bitch? Um, Alright, so Round uh, 20 Started off a fucking decade ago on Friday uh, with the Knights 34 defeating the Tigers 18 uh, in Newcastle, the Knights tries to Marzu Ponga. Best, uh, Saifidi, Tyson Gamble, double to Dom Young. Three conversions from seven attempts to Kalen Ponga. The Tigers 18 came through a double to Jareen Buller. Uh, happy with the other tribe, Wakeham three from three. Glennie. Can we go back to talking about touch football? I enjoyed that. I do not you enjoy can talk, you can You can talk shit. about it in touch football terms if you like. <laughs> Well, the Tigers played like a team of big diesels. <laughs> I don't know. Um, people like the big diesel. Uh, I don't know. Define, define people. Um, are, you, are you good, mate? Yeah, mate. Um, shining light of the game and the season, really, for the Tigers during Buller was, um, you know, the only real positive of the game 
the from, fucking from the mid Tiger's perspective. Oh, fucking please stop. Um, from the Knights, I guess the heart, well, for me, the hardest part of the game to stomach was the fact that we let Ponga cut us to ribbons and and the ensuing commentator fellatio that uh, that followed was fuck me dead. He had a good game. I get it. Uh, the Tigers were not good. The Knights fucking did what they had to do, put a reasonable score on them, and Ponga didn't get knocked out. That should be the beginning and the end of it. But the um, commentators continued and just to fellate him. It was very similar to that for that first game that you played against the mm. earlier in the yeah. season where it was just a, a, a just an unenjoyable game to watch just as a, as a neutral fan of rugby league. Both sides were, were pretty average at times. Um, well, you know, probably by and large, but uh, just it was, and the difference in the margin was just a couple of moments of brilliance. I'll yeah. tell you, Glenny, you, you look at it, one, one team completed at 80%, the other team completed at 63%. In in no way did you did you respect the fucking football. We spoke about this on the member side. For the last couple of years, one of the Tigers' problems has just been how quick they are to compress in the middle of the field, especially very close to their try line, and having no plan for teams that spread the ball wide quickly. Mm. So one one decent width in pass from dummy half, and it happened both sides of the field to you. And yet, you know, look, Dom, Dom Young is fucking blindingly quick. He is absolutely fucking scorchingly fast. Big diesel How, areas, really. Yeah, 100% he is. Um, like, he's got... The only reason he's got dreadlocks is because they start with D. <laughs> it's his little homage to you. Um, but... Like we said, we're, we're three guys that sit down and watch the games and have picked up on this. How has nothing been done about that mm. for the last three years? And because David Ferner is the defensive coach, <laughs> I, do, I, I, rec, I reckon that, that that's that's the way that that that's their defensive pattern. They're coached to do that, and they don't break it down. They don't they don't stop it from getting out to to the to the edges. No, and um and that's where it falls down. Yeah, interesting. Um, now we're going to try something new this week and moving forward with socials. So we've had um, some feedback that people miss the days of having the game threads up while the games are on. They want to get in there and talk shit while the games are happening. That made it absolute fucking murder to get the comments for the the show after the game. So we're going to put back up on Facebook the game threads uh, while the games are live. So while, while the games kick off, so you guys can get in there, talk your shit to each other, bag each other out, you know, make fun of the fucking Tigers. Um, and then we're going to have a segment at the end of the reviews where we're going to go back over the socials and go those. I'll put a call out uh, on Twitter. I'll do that again next week, and I'll do another one in our Facebook group. And you guys can give us your, your talking point of the round, something you want to say about your team, any other team, or uh, any blinding hot takes that you have that you would like our thoughts on. So we won't do socials now. We'll do a big one at the end. All right, done. Okay. So, we're moving on to the Broncos 44, defeating the Bulldogs 24 at Belmore. Uh, the Broncos 44 tries to Reynolds, Capewell, Billy Walters, uh, Dean Mariner, uh, Willison, Mam, Pukura, and Farnworth. Six conversions from seven attempts to Adam Reynolds. 
The uh, Dogs tries to Preston Corey Waddell and a double to Jake Avarillo uh, for conversions to Matt Burton. I thought the Bulldogs were pretty well outclassed throughout, uh, which was a shame from their perspective because the, the, the atmosphere at Belmore I thought was great. Yep. Um, obviously, Josh Reynolds' retirement and his send-off, you know, it's it's just a shame that the Bulldogs are that far off the pace um, because... I mean, it's not a shame. I mean, you say, you're like... Well, I mean, it's, I mean it's, you know, it's, for their it's, fans. It's fucking yeah, great. It's fucked them. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, but, I mean, like, the, the, the Bulldogs really turned it on for fucking... For Grubb in his last in his last game. Like, they, they played like they played like shit in Reggie's. Yeah. Played like shit in first grade. <laughs> and handed him, handed, handed him a pair of fucking games where they... With fucking imaginary chances of winning both games, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and so uh, yeah, as a beautiful homage to to the legacy of Grub. Gus, I, Gus put on a big brunette wig, hand, handed him the match reports because oh nothing in the envelope. <laughs> oh my days! I think oh, this is you know there was elements of this game that were the absolute worst of the Bulldogs and their goal line defence at times. There was a couple of tries barge yeah. over from close to the line, which were flat out embarrassing um, and not of first grade standard. And look, my team's got plenty of plays in them that are not a first grade standard too. But with the, the again, we go back to the money they've spent and the hype around um, Seraldo and, and it's, and it's delivered that um, they've, they've, they have to be better. But, and the money they've spent, like, you know, through the forwards and stuff as well. And the fact that the Broncos had, you know, a couple of forwards with, you know, like low experience forwards in the side. And exactly. they still like, you know, and they, they, they it's, yeah. you wouldn't, and, you wouldn't have known given the resistance placed against them. And no, the exactly. bin. So take, take into consideration that Brisbane had a player in the bin as well. Yeah. L- looking at them though, I'm still concerned that they're leaking 24 points against the Bulldogs. Yeah. There are a couple of times where the Broncos just seem... They they did that thing that young, successful teams tend to do as they come up and mature together, where they're starting to expect the win now. Yep. They're, they're starting to take the foot off the pedal. And, you know, you could argue the fact that, yeah, that's fine, they, they can do that. They still won the game. Uh, but... But better teams will take advantage of that and 100%. come back harder. I did. I think a positive for the Broncos is I did see some some glimpses in in plays with Capewell and and Reynolds, where it was obvious that they were tra- trying to take those bigger moments and and the opportunities for the Broncos to put points on by the scruff of the neck, which is what you want from you know as the season goes on and you know provided they. Don't fade spectacularly, you know, into the finals. They'll those guys, Capewell in particular, he's a big game player, and uh, oh, he's and, fantastic, absolutely and, fantastic. And Reynolds, you know, proviso if he if he stays healthy, of course, which is always a question mark because he's the world's most injured player. Uh, but the Broncos need those guys to drag them, those the young fellas along with them. Yep. Next game. Moving on. All right. The North Queensland Cowboys, 19, defeated the Mighty Manly Seeds Eagles, 8, in a weird scoreline for uh, Brookie Oval. The Cowboys, 19, came through tries to Cotter, Nane, and Drinkwater. 
Val three conversions and uh, Chad Townsend with a field goal. Uh, Manly's tries through Dean Madison on debut and uh, Brad Parker and no conversions. This game, this could could have very, this could have been fifty. Honestly, I mean, I haven't looked at the, the statistics or anything, but there was a period of the game there where where the Cowboys were rolling through like like the way when they're you know like last year with their back row, were just fucking rolling through so easily. And making so much ground, and it was, it's it's unbelievable that they could only muster uh, three tries in this game, and um, with conversions making the you know the, the margin bigger than it you know, than it really was. So, fun, fun, funnily, you say that um, the av- Cowboys' average set distance, average set distance, was forty five meters, right? And Manly's average set distance was bang almost bang on forty, right? Feels yeah, like there must have been passages where it was far more than that for them than for the Cowboys because it felt like they were going fucking 60, 60 a fucking set it easily. They they did edge Manly out in their kick return <clears throat> meter, so it may have just been that they were starting their sets further up, so it gave that impression. Yeah, and it's just testament again the fact that the Daly can actually he can kick a side into contention to keep a game fucking competitive even when the fucking forwards are doing absolutely fucking nothing. And when I talk about forwards who do absolutely nothing, everyone except for Paseca, who's fucking great. I mean, Paseca this year, his season has been fucking like top five prop in the game statistic season. Um, but fuck me, the cunt's just not getting any fucking help. And, um, you know, particularly the, the obviously Woods and fucking Sipley. And uh, so the bench in particular gave him no fucking assistance whatsoever. Yeah. Um, Maddo had a pretty good debut. I tell you, I hadn't really, you know, I don't, because because uh, like Ryan Madison isn't, you know, isn't a manly player, and I've never really followed much about him except the the jokes about him, you know. Rather than pay the fine, have like those three or four weeks off the suspension at the start of the season or whatever. But on the socials, they had a really great when he got when he his brother gave yeah you know, presented him with his manly jersey for his debut, and his dad was there and he's then like the the stuff they said and everything was is fucking top notch. I love that shit seeing young players get their first you know their, like their debut jersey and shit. Mm. And I mean for him to score a try, like I mean he came on well before he was supposed to because Garrick got elbowed in the face and and had to go off for an HIA and get, you know, get his fucking, you know, plastered up. Um, so he, came, he was brought on like straight away when he wasn't probably looking for it. And then he was, you know, right place, right time to, to score a try with his first touch of the ball pretty much. So, um, which was a fucking great moment for him. But fuck me. I mean, it's it's great to see the, the, the determination of the fucking side as far as not conceding a stack of points when the actual narrative of the game and the flow of the game is is against them to the point that suggests that they should have conceded like 36 to 50 points in that game. But, um, but it also lays out exactly, exactly where they need fucking where they need, you know, player injections. And it's like, they need fucking props, like end of story. They need, yeah. they need fucking props. And, and yeah, even more specifically, you need fucking depth. You, you need a bench that will come on. And even if it works at eighty percent, yeah. And this is why, and 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 this and this is why they fucking they 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 fucking imported the you know cunt fucking Matt Lodge through the week yeah. on a training trial. Roosters have paid that cunt out his his entire contract. Fuck. So so he's sitting so he's sitting on six hundred Gs, and so Manly signed him to a training trial, and so they're paying him a grand a game. 
So what does that do to the Roosters' salary cap? Is that included in this year? Oh, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, they paid it, haven't they? So, yeah. So and and, I wonder so, how and because much that has to go to his victims. Yeah, I bet you. I bet you fucking none. I mean, yeah. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's fucking Chewbacca'd his way out out of that fucking you know paying all that back. Surely, I mean, I don't care to look into it, but I'm, and you'll never fucking. I was I was chatting to some friends earlier today actually about it. And I said like, you'll never ever sit sit well with me having that cut in the in the team. And I mean, even if he plays a fucking, even if he plays amazingly, he would have to win a Clive Churchill medal in a grand final win. For me to even think about fucking going, yeah, all right, <laughs> yeah, all yeah. right, you done, you done good, but but he he played he played for Blacktown last weekend, killed it, scored a try, so obviously he was coming straight in. Yeah. Um, when you, when you see the like the, the what what fucking particularly what Sipley and Woods dished up last week, and so he's straight in, and so look if if he can give Paseca some kind of some kind of backup, and also if he can just fucking make some of these other lazy fat cunts think, well, shit. You know, I better lift, otherwise, you know, because now they're actually the guys getting dropped. That's you know, you want competition for spots, and I mean, you know, competition with a cunt is not the greatest thing. But if he's only going to cost us like seven or eight grand till the end of the year, it's probably worth it. You know, it's worth a chuck in terms of just providing that competition. Cowboys, they're fucking quietly got themselves back over the last sort of five or six weeks. I mean. Yeah. yeah, among the best defense, the best defense in the comp over over that period, the best attack in the comp over that period, they've just sneakily fucking got themselves kind of. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say twenty twenty two level just yet, but they're definitely fucking building at the right time of year. Origin's done and dusted. Yeah, and so it's... so now so now they just you know now all they've got to do is just fucking just build on what they've been doing for the last month and a half. See the thing, the thing is they're. They're clear enough. They're three points clearer than Knights. Yep. They're currently sitting on 24. The Knights on 21. The, the Cowboys are on 24 points with a points differential of 49. Tied on 24 points above them is the Rabbits and the Eels. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and I'm not saying, they, I'm not saying they're going to guarantee again, but they, they appear I'm, to be one of the sides that's building... Oh, 100%. Just in terms of form and everything. I'm, I'm just concerned they may have left it too late. That's all. I think I think they're almost certainties. I mean, is that, I think there's other teams that are going to drop out ahead of them yeah, before them, just based on the strength of the draw ahead and stuff. That's it. And and here's the really interesting thing about it. There's like the Raiders are currently fourth. Yeah, but the Raiders are with with ridiculously bad for and against comparatively speaking. Hundred percent. They've got a neg- a negative for and against, and you don't you don't hit another negative for and against until Manly. Yeah, exactly, and in, that's like yeah in eleventh. Yep. So, you know, but again, can they lose enough games to drop out of the eight? Yeah, definitely, and because they're, because they've got an even an even tally of points, it's not even about the amount of losing them. I mean, they just have to tie someone when it comes down to it, and the four and against will we'll put them out yeah. unless they unless they can well, rectify it over the next two months. They're four, um, four wins. Uh, sorry, four points clear of seventh and eighth. Yeah, but that's only two. That's that's two games though, too. And yeah, some of those and some of those teams haven't had a buy yet either. So the, yeah, they're down below them. So it's uh, hang on. Gap, gaps can be bridged. No, the Raiders have a buy up on the Eels and the Rabbits. Right. Oh no, sorry, the other way around. No, no the other way right, around. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. So so that's only one they, win, they, and they I mean that's seventeen, and like so one win over what seven games. Yeah. Is not, and that's just to tie them. So I mean that's all they that's all they really need, and I'm I'm sure both of them will get them. Especially okay. the Rams this week have got their, you know, 
they got the guys back finally. So yep. we'll get to them anyway. Um, the Roosters 16 defeated the, sorry, the Storm 30 defeated the Roosters 16 at the SCG. The Storm tries a hat-trick to Xavier Coates. Uh, Jerome Hughes, Harry Grant with tries. Nick Meany, five conversions. The Roosters, a double to Daniel Tupo. Um, Wong with the other try. Uh, Suali'i with two conversions. I think the Storm are tapering nicely. And, you know, this game, Grant, Hughes, Munster were in complete control. Yep. And Xavier Coates, you know, capped off the Not as consistently or convincingly as the Cowboys, but yeah, yeah, you're starting to see the signs that they actually... It's kind of more puzzling with the with the Storm though too because the, the cattle hasn't really changed mm. and they've had some... Like, they've had the exact same lineup out there and just delivered some absolute shit performances. Yeah. yeah. But then they've turned around and, you know... Just to, to bring out a, a This Week in League trope favourite, this year's Melbourne Storm have the biggest gap between floor and ceiling that I've seen in a Storm team in a decade. Mm. Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah, I agree. The Roosters, on the other hand, they've basically lost everything that made that has made them the Roosters under Robinson. Yeah. I, I think he needs to Cooper actually... Cronk. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> he needs to evolve as a coach as much as the players need to evolve um, to, the, to the change in the game. And, uh, you know, their goal line in defence... A goal line defence, rather in particular, just nowhere near what we've come to expect from them as a club. And yep. you know, he he constantly you mentioned it last week. Constantly talks about playing the Roosters' way and doing. Can I tell you, there's nothing that the fucking Roosters fans love more than a losing post match presser. Yeah, where he talks about getting back to the Roosters' style of football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they fuck, they fucking love it. Yeah. They're out there fucking giggiting themselves to death. Oh, they're absolutely <laughs> giggiting with delight. <laughs> that is but yeah, I, yeah. Did I interrupt you in the middle of a thought then, Glenny, or no? No, no, that's that's my oh, point. Sorry. I think the Storm are, you know, they're building really well and the Roosters are, are you know, they're, they're going backwards. Yep. Interesting, yeah. I, interesting stat here. With the, this kick defusal stat. Now, so does that mean the kick that doesn't result in a try? When's well, it, it diffused? It, this is this is this thing. What what is the diffusal? Is it is, is it a kick that they don't score from and you don't knock on and give them a repeat set from? Who fucking knows? There's yeah. zero definition. It's like the VB hard earned index. <laughs> <laughs> you look at this, and, and look, I'm thinking here. Surely this has to be an error. Melbourne's kick defusal percent defusal percentage was thirty eight percent. Yeah. So well. Yeah. Define define defusal. Yeah. It'll be the truth. It'll be out there somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be able to find it. Someone. Someone will tell us. I mean, yeah. We don't. We don't have to find it. Someone will tell us. Someone will tell us. Why should the, we have to do it? The the roosters are, are just a fucking rich man's bulldogs, at the moment. They've gone out and spent a whole bunch of money. Yep. And and done that thing where they're like, oh. Yeah, Brandon Smith, great hooker. We need one of those. Let's throw a huge chunk of cash at him. And all you end up with is a bunch of players that will fucking mercenary themselves anywhere for the highest offer and aren't working together as a unit. Yeah, and I mean, on to, on, on paper, you know, they started the season as, as favourites. Yep. But fuck me, it has not happened. And I mean, yeah, they've had players out for a significant length of time, and uh, you know, through through either injury or their own fucking you know overreactive bullshit, like yeah. for example, dropping Sam Walker. 
Um, that was the turning point, I think, when their season started coming because they had they they had some, yeah, they had some they had a loss here and there, but then Sam Walker's gone, and it's been pretty much losses yeah. ever since. Yep. So, but you know, it's their turn. Unlucky Roosters, you're in the bottom four now. You won't be there long, I'm sure. Uncle Nick's got the cash. He'll, he'll fucking fix it. Mad Monday party. Leave Mad Monday party. Fucking Trent will have a bag on him. Do you know, do you know what would fucking fix them? A, a bag fucking, on Trent. A fucking... Uh, Mad Monday. A mid fullback from the Tigers on the wing. Hi, this is Future Nate here. And I have a story to tell. In about 40 minutes from around now, around the point where we're halfway through the previews for this week's games... The Big Diesel is going to look up at his computer screen and inform me that the thing has stopped recording. After some frantic testing and looking at files, he'll discover that it stopped right about the point you're listening to now, at the end of the Roosters game chat. We determined that uh, through, through the next social section that Stepdad and I probably did most of the talking, so we're going to roll with what we have there and uh, shit can the rest of the recaps. You may find some Big D-sized gaps in the socials at this time, but uh, generally speaking... It should be mostly me and stepdad, and it should be enough there. So uh, consider it the karaoke version, and you guys can live out your uh, your big diesel fantasies. Make up what he says if you're so inclined. Join into the conversation in your car, in the bathroom, wherever you consume the show. And as always, direct all social media abuse to Glenny. I'm sure you'll love it, and more than that, be very receptive. Well, let's um, take a quick swing do over you, the do socials. social thing. This is want to be the absolutely fucking cream of the crop. Oh, look, I just I got people to, to send us what they what they thought was a talking point of the round and right. um, Paraman Mark Two on Twitter. He said, "Is Mitch Moses actually becoming a decent halfback instead of just a downhill skier?" Um, I think we've answered that, and the answer is no. You played the Gold Coast Titans, um, and you only lost to them because of, you only beat them because of a refereeing mistake. Um, at Jared Wheaton said can the Warriors dare to dream and find that 2011 run again no but they can get they can start like that they can definitely do some damage they're not going all the way to the grand final I don't think that's going to happen you don't think they're grand final bound no no but I think they're I think they're almost guaranteed finalists and they get out of week one if they have to if they if they're playing sudden death yeah okay yeah. Um, at MattWill1982 on Twitter. He said, the Broncos are where they are in spite of Walters, not because of him. I didn't think that was an incredibly controversial opinion. I asked for hot takes. <laughs> Look, does it matter? <laughs> Billy does was fucking matter? carving the doggies up, mate. What game were you watching? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Dino at DeanK88. He said, the Warriors can beat Penrith in the finals. Oh, anyone, uh, anyone on their fucking day. Yeah. Anyone on their day. Um, in in perhaps the biggest cuck tweet that I have ever read in my entire fucking life. You're choosing uh, to read it though, so like just well, contextually speaking. Well, at Cruzy06. Okay, what's he going to say? He said, Broncos... Balut, so good, yum, yum. Broncos mm, v mm. Cowboys gang, Grand gang. Final 2.0. <laughs> Sorry, can you say it again? <laughs> Broncos v Cowboys Grand Final 2.0 No 
Why would he want that? Because, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. He got drunk on the duck fetus, and then he wants to get kicked in the balls again. Doesn't he? Feel, like he was, he was down. He was down in Sydney for that game. I mean, is it, it wasn't? Isn't that like a fucking like core traumatic memory? Why do you want that again? Oh God! Uh, at Chaos Chewy, he said, "Is the refereeing and or the bunker getting worse? Cobo binned and not charged. Tino, same thing. Just a penalty. RCG facing five weeks, only a bin." What do you have to do to get sent these days? Every game, there seems to be more and more bunker calls that are wrong. Um, you had this a little while ago, Nate, where you were saying the bunker was coming to the yeah, right not to, conclusions, yeah. but so, yes. the wrong rules. Oh, yeah, but also, I mean, there's been so many. Like, remember in the, that first try that Queensland scored in the in the second Origin game where they fucking bounced it? And then the next weekend, there was a couple of tries in the, in the NRL the same thing where like the cunts clearly like they just fucking bounce the ball. There's no grounding or anything. And then, and then finding a way to say, yeah, no, nah, it's a try. Um, they kind of, there was another one last week, the last weekend. And I can't remember what game it was, but there was another one and it looked like they were going to do it again. And then they were like, nah, it's not. And like, oh, fuck, okay, they finally, I think there's just shit decisions all around. It's not even about sending people off and all that sort of shit. It's actually, there's just some shit fucking decisions. It's, uh, it's like they're finding a reason to... It felt like for the, those tries I mentioned, it was like they're finding a reason to give it rather than take it away, which is, you know, which is fine if that's what your intent is, but fuck, you've got to make it more convincing, like to... Because we all see it. We all got the, we've all got the footage. It's not like this closed circuit fucking thing where they go, oh no, we've got a better, we got a better standpoint than all of you, and yeah, the one look that we gave you on t- in TV land is... Didn't yeah, look great, yeah, yeah. but we had one, and it was fucking hundred percent. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, but now with the with the people getting sent and everything like that, the thing the thing with man man probably got fucking punished harder because you know he I mean he threw a fucking forearm to the you know the way he threw that fend he followed yeah. through like he was he followed through like he was trying to hit him with a forearm or an elbow. Um, then unluckily for him, when the guy went down, he landed on his face with his knee and that's what caused the injury part and it all sort of got mashed in together and that's what resulted in the, the sin binning. But I mean, he still he still fucking did something. He still did something. I mean, the knee part was accidental, but he still did the forearm thing. And look, I'm happy for him to stamp out players throwing their forearms and their fucking elbows like like you know, like weapons. And that and that goes double for Tino because the cunts made it. It's, it's literally part of his game now. Yeah. Just like fucking Hudson Young and pulling cunts' eyes out. Well, that was it. Was it when they played Penrith? Did he like sent two people for an HIA within ten minutes of each other? There was a doggies. There was a doggies one where he he, he knocked out Reed Marnie, I think, didn't he? Or, yeah, yeah, I can't remember. Um, Cameron, he said, honestly, apologise to the Titans for Butler not calling offside or a penalty. Another match winner decision against the Titans. Although he says the week before was deserved. Well done, sir. Take your medicine. We've already spoken about that one. Yeah, that is that is true. That's like the, the, the week before was, per, you know, yeah, we yeah. agree that. I mean, it's a fucking tough call and, to make, but it was the right by, call to make. And by that being true, that that's the reason you got fucked this weekend. That's why you, Correct. we say you got fucked this weekend. Exactly. Because that was, that was such a wrong decision. Yep. Um, Glennie, one for you from Lachlan uh, at Lachlan2505 on Twitter. He said, the current issues surrounding Benji and Fulton seems like it's going to boil over. Players' managers are apparently not wanting to send players there due to supposed poor player development under Benji. Did you watch? Did you watch three hundred and sixty, Glennie? Oh, because I had your your mate fucking 
come San Diego, fucking the fedora wearing cunt. Well, his name is Lee. He was on the show. What the fuck is the go with that hat, hey? Oh, he's you know he's just he's, he's just down in Cuba, fucking drinking dark and stormy, he's loving oh, the life. Oh god. <laughs> so I didn't see it either because I I refused to watch that bullshit, um, and I didn't see it. Might, a ton mustn't have come out of it because I haven't seen on Twitter people going crazy about it either. Um, but yeah, that I mean from all yeah because the story goes is that Fulton was hired by Pasco and Lee. <laughs> Without consultation for Shenius and and Benji, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so here, here's the thing, right? And this is look. Here's the benefit of running the fucking socials this way. We're going to cover off half the news as well. Oh, yeah, exactly. We pretty much cover all of it. But um, Tigers coach Tim Sheens has reportedly not been invited to an emergency meeting at Concord on Monday further highlighting his declining, yes, I kid you not, it's in there, influence at the club. It's also uh, kind of one of those one of those, you know, workplace relation situations where if you've got like a bunch of disagreements and decisions that need to be made, get the cunts who can agree together to make to get to talk about it and then reports that recruitment manager Scott Fulton and assistant coach Benji Marshall were summoned by the club chairman and chief executive to thrash out their differences but Sheens was not invited. So this is getting the cunts who can't agree. Yeah, that's it. Mate. That maybe that, and maybe that's it. It's not so much against Sheenius. It's, it's the other two uh, are the ones that are buttonheads. So. In, insiders said that the warring pair will be issued with an ultimatum to start working together or face the consequences. Yeah, and we can see we see the results of this already. Like so, they get the they got the signatures of the of the Fainus today. Yep, and that was after they had to make assurances and everything on the coaching. So they're going to bring in some other coaches. Apparently, people like um, Justin Holbrook and stuff like that have been talked about um, as as potentially going there to bolster the coaching ranks. So they've got some decent, you know, staff in there. And I mean, they had to pay they had to pay those phoneys. He's not cutting it. Look, I wouldn't make that judgment, but I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm, so, just I'm just saying what the streets is telling me. So it's like, the, the disagreement <laughs> at the moment is that Benji wants Aiden Caesar to replace Luke Brooks. I'm and, gonna go out on a limb I'm gonna go out on a limb here with no knowledge. With no knowledge, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and tell you that that is gonna happen hundred percent. And I'll tell you why. They got the, the Fulton got the Fainus today, and so now Benji has to get his win. To keep things sweet, and so Caesar's going to come in because also the other thing that the Tigers have none of is halves. They don't. No halves, no experience. They're paying five hundred thousand dollars a year for kids that have played fucking <laughs> one kid that's played three games of first grade, one kid that's played six games of Reggie's, who didn't want to wait. He was who was who who was who's played six games of Reggie's and wants to play first grade now. God damn it! And he doesn't want to wait until his time comes because he's, and he's sick of the club holding him back because, you know, behind the, hang on, who's, who's Manly's halfback again? Oh yeah. The Queensland state of origin captain. So, um, yeah, they've walked into a shit storm of fucking undevelopment there and, uh, have good careers, fellas. The, the other, the other thing is here. So Glennie, you need to be, uh, you need to get on your fuck Benji shit. Glennie, I'll never be on fuck Benji. What are you talking about? So Fulton is understood to want to pursue Jack Cogger. 
No, 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 no that's, that's Fulton's guy. So Fulton. Ben, Benji wants Aiden's. Yeah, ben, he's been he's been talked about a lot. Benji wants Aiden Caesar. Fulton wants Cogger. Then it goes deeper because it's the West Tigers. It always um, does. According to the Sydney Morning Herald, <laughs> tensions have surfaced after Marshall's manager was prompted to deny suggestions his client was set to benefit from the Tigers' recruitment of Caesar. So uh, it followed claims from Fulton's godfather, Peter Peters, that a senior figure at the club... (laughs) I fucking love it. Right? So um, that, that a senior figure at the club was pushing for Caesar as the club's next recruit due to owning a 15% share in ARIA management who represent Marshall. So, And apparently that's those, those, those allegations were, were highly defamatory and untrue. There you go. But I tell you, I, yeah, just as a side, I love it that now you've got a Fulton in your club and we fucked all the Fultons off from our club. Now all of a sudden Dean Ritchie hasn't got anything to say about Manly and neither has Zorba because their information, they only got information coming out of one club now. It's the West Tigers, so enjoy yourself. <laughs> oh, and that, and that is why, uh, yeah, that is why, and that is why there was a purge earlier this year. Um, there we go, um, Jeff, uh, real fucking breezy on Twitter. He said RCG should have been sent for that dog shot. Um, and finally, uh, at YouthWork13. Cowboys to knock the Broncos out in the final at Suncorp. What Love to see it. What a fucking prediction. Um, speaking of weird, though, just you saw the the weird press release that Manly put out. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was uh, it, it, yeah, uncalled for. But I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know if we spoke about it on the show. But I mean, someone asked about it on on in the Facebook group, and I put it in there because completely unrelated. About two, three weeks ago, I was just curious and just had had a look, and so you know, I, I, I you know, got my head together with you know a couple of people in the know, and just to help me out, you know, and get the numbers, just to figure out who 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 managed who, and you know how many what the numbers were, and they came back like remarkably similar to that to that release. Really? So I can't yeah. I can't help but wonder if one of the people I spoke to that had ties to the Manly Club mentioned something to <laughs> oh, me. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> because because I tell you, some of those fucking managers they were those things are not fucking public and they are hard to fucking find. Yeah. I had to fucking dig to, to get some of these fucking managers and that's where and there were a couple I couldn't and then so that bolstered up a couple of the guys that were um at the lower end. And um look, I mean I wish every club would do it. But I mean, you know it should just be something that's just kind of public, really. I mean, because there's nothing that we can, we as fans of the game can do. It doesn't help us or hinder us in any way knowing who who is the agent for who. Um, Honestly, a lot of the time, like I'm, I'm just thinking, worst case. Can you can you imagine the poor, you know, receptionist at whatever agency it is after such and such a player lo- loses someone's fucking multi. <laughs> you, you fucking tell that useless cunt. Or put, so, or put something on, or put something on Instagram or something, and like you yeah. know, and they're snitching on them and shit, you know. That's like. it. <laughs> uh, but but um... to, to, for those who don't know, Manly, just out of fucking nowhere, um, 
put this press release out about which player managers manage who at their club because the the concern was that that there was a certain manager that was yeah. gaining influence uh, and well that was the manager in control of the club oh, whether you say control or not but um, you know and it's been an issue for a while like cast your eye back to you know yet again if you want a shit show um, the best example of a shit show is always the Tigers you, you look at what happens when they were negotiating with with Brooks Teddy and Woods mm. and lo and behold they're all managed by the same person yeah, you know, the problem, so, the, the problem, the problem with the Tigers one wasn't that necessarily who the manager was. It was also the problem, that they all came off together. It was, the, yeah, it was the fact that they all came off. Like the fact that they weren't fucking staggered it was just yeah. mind-numbingly ridiculous. I mean, extensions—you put extensions in place so you don't have a situation where everyone, because yeah. at the time that was considered the big four of the club, like the nucleus of the entire fucking club, yeah. and to have them all come off at the same time is just fucking ridiculous. Oh fuck, that's right. It was um, what's his name too? Mitch Moses too. There was four. Yeah, yeah. Fuck man. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it was it was it was literally the big four. So Manly just right. out of nowhere with the you know without anybody asking, has come out with a press yeah. release. They're going, no, yeah. we're okay. And they knew and they knew they knew what they're doing too because I mean they know the guys like SFX and fucking Wasserman and fucking Crown have got like so many fucking players in the club. And I think and and what it does show is there's a fucking a massive spread of managers and you know. There's like yeah. a fucking there's like a, about ten managers across the club. I mean, there's ones that aren't really aren't really managers because there's players that kind of, you know, run themselves like daily. Um, and so he's got his, you know, his own, you know, his own guy. And then there's a couple of guys that are sort of like, you see the newer sort of guys in the game, like, um, like Clint Shafkovsky's and stuff. Who's just sort of coming up. Um, but yeah, then you got like Wasserman's like huge in um, like New Zealand. So you see a lot of like, you know, Kiwi, you know, Origin Kiwi heritage players. players or this Kiwi, you know, players who obviously, you know, entered the game, via being juniors in New Zealand, you know, yeah. and sort of got scooped up that way. Um, and so I would I would actually expect Wasserman to have an increasing influence in the years to come because Manly set up uh, junior pathways in, in New Zealand again as well. Going back okay. to the old going back to the old Maori Ringa days. There we are. Okay. Nice. Well there's From our noise. first social segment. Um, that's actually good because it covers off fucking news and for the everything one, you want here. That's it. Yeah. So next- And it actually prompts us on the people that they want it what they want us to fucking talk about as well. So Exactly. That that's what I like. It's a little a little bit more um, engagement rather than us reading reading stuff. Uh, but next week, reading you know, we'll... hashtag fuck the Broncos eight, <laughs> eight times. <laughs> I'm I'm sure we'll have some more actual game game specific ones. But I'll put the call out on Twitter. Please reply to the tweet that I put out. Don't just send it. Yeah. Um, Don't do like and... quote tweets and the rest of that sort of shit either. Yeah, that's it. So make it make it easy for your stepdad to fucking rustle it all up. That's it. And you do that. And you'll you'll uh, likely hear your, hear your handle. Maybe you should get on Threads. Make a thread. <laughs> I'm on Threads. I don't get Threads. No, I don't get it. Either. It's, it's oh, well, Twitter, but you don't get to choose who you look at. Yeah, it's it's, it's and it's also it's like Twitter. It's it it because it's such a wild west. Like I was on there really early, like yeah, you know, sort of like 15 minutes after the yeah, after yeah, someone yeah. said it was up, and it was like yeah, first couple hundred thousand sort of thing of you know something that's like hundred million now, but. It was a fucking shit show from the word go, but it wasn't like a toxic shit show. It was like a happy no. shit show, but it's still a shit show. And, my, um, my thing is, you, there's no verb. Yeah. I can't say, I'm going to tweet that. What do you say? I'm going to thread that? I'm going to sew it. I'm going to yeah. embroider it. 
Yeah. I'm going to crochet it. I'm, I'm going to needle it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the, the thing is, is, like, to this day, I mean, I, I only look at it, like, once a day now at the most because it's like, all these, I don't, like, algorithm, I don't care if you give me cunts that I don't know. That's 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 cool. But give me cunts that Make them are, like, related to people. I, like, because the amount of shit I saw in the early days of, like, yeah. okay, let's settle this once and for all. Does pineapple go on pizza? Or... Like Ugh. you know, this versus this, like yeah, like shit that's like, like, age old, ten years ago. This shit was, you know, what I mean, like, and yeah. it's like people just trying to throw out the most generic, stupid shit. To it's not, um, it's not even the funny stuff. No, it's no, it's not at all. Like, it's, like, have you seen on all of Segura's podcasts? He plays the Would You Rather game. I've I have not I've listened to oh, listened to or engage with a thing of his in a year. Love it. Yeah, Would You Rather, you know. Which is also like a fucking super old playground. Yeah, yeah. But they, yeah. but they're, they're actually good. It's not all pineapple in the pizza. You know what the you know what the the worst thing about threads was that I saw because you know how they they the plus side they made it really really frictionless to get on and like follow a lot of people because you could just follow your Instagram people straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like it. My, my my Twitter is a toxic place of full of cunts that I either hate hate read or hate with. Yeah. My Instagram is a different thing. It's it's specifically Japanese travel. Yep. And hot redheads with tattoos. That's it. <laughs> Problem is though, when you do the bulk follow and they all get sent over to threads, and you're like, oh, now the tits have opinions and words. <laughs> and I don't like them as much as I did. <laughs> oh, anyway. First world problems, there as they are. say. Is there any other that news on right now? No, I don't think so. I think we we actually got to all the little points. Okay, first game coming up this week, Thursday. It is Spoonapalooza, aka Hyper Bowl, aka the um, the brawl to decide the absolute pack of cunts for twenty twenty three. Shouldn't shouldn't we just call it the Scissors Bowl? Because why scissors? Well, isn't scissoring when two cunts just mash against each other for an extended period of time. Yep. Oh, the toaster uh, bath bowl. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, how many <laughs> how many synonyms for, for, for the wooden spoon <laughs> battle can we come up with through this show <laughs> over the years? Um, Dragons, heavily favoured. Uh, their side this week, Paul Turner's out, Jaden Sullivan's out, Ben Murdoch Masilla's out. Welcoming back, Tyrell Sloan. Big in, Ben Hunt. Jack Bird as well. Um, Tiger side. Kapoa, Smith, Simkin out. Nofaluma back. Dane Laurie back at 5'8", no less. And uh, Talon De Silva to the bench. Glenny, how are you going to win this one? Uh, by playing better rugby league than the Dragons, which is something that we do often, um, and scoring more points than them, which is something as most sides do. Um, look, the... The, the Dragons are horrible at football. Their fans are horrible at being human beings. Um, they're a pack of cunts, the, the playing group and the fans, their entire organisation, uh, and they'll get what's coming to them at Wollongong tomorrow night. Wait, I, I think as you look across the field, though, Glennie, you must admit there are a couple of areas that the Dragons have you, like just, just have you, in that Ben Hunt is a great quality half. Um, and with the inclusion of Sloan, um, they don't have a mid fullback. They're just about enough of your shit tonight, mate. 
Um, you can win. You can win this game. You need a differential of about sixty to get yourself off the bottom of the ladder. Done. Good. And obviously, there's like you know half a dozen games to go after that, but. Because the Tigers do really well when they know exactly what they need to do to avoid something. (laughs) (laughs) Boys, we're going to go out and win by 60. Got it. Fuck, I said win by 60, you cunts. (laughs) And and can I tell you, I love, I mean, for for, for a good old-fashioned hyperbole, I love the form line for these sides. The West Tigers first. Loss, buy, loss, loss, loss. Dragons. Dragons. Buy, loss, 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 buy. So... Tapering, tapering to the big game. <laughs> both, both of them absolutely, absolutely tapering for this one. And uh, look, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be on Patreon, the Game Companion, obviously. How could we not? And uh, Glenny, I think Ben Hunt single-handedly. If only we could get a, Tigers, game. A, a Dragons fan on the fucking Game Companion. Oh, he's he's already offered, but fuck him. He's not welcome at my house. <laughs> uh, I, can get, I can get him to dial in for it. <laughs> right, oh, that's Fuck the benefit that of the, the fast internet now. We get a fucking party line going. Can you imagine? What's a Friday game? Friday, first one. Warriors versus the Raiders. Uh, this one's over in New Zealand. The Warriors, uh, without Curran and Bailey Sirenen, returning Bunty of Four and Nucore. The Raiders side, uh, Frawley, Mooney, and Holler out. Papali'i, Horsberg, and Solo in. Warriors by plenty. Yeah. Basically, it, to, to yeah. prove everything that I've ever said on the podcast over the last two weeks about them correct. Here's a big test for the Raiders. Big fucking test for the Raiders. Raiders are fake, fake top four team, fake top eight team. Wow. Let's go on Warriors. And the Warriors. Who's favorite for that game? Probably um, Warriors at home, yeah. Yeah, dollar forty to almost three dollars for the Raiders. Yep, yep. Look, honestly, if the War- if the Warriors play that brand of football, which was as as you as you said, like just like super high completion, yet you know adventurous attack. Yeah. And if they defend as well as they have been, I mean, they defensively they they just seem to be getting better and better because that is something that will improve through the quality coaching they've obviously been receiving this season and their conditioning and the rest of it. Um. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't see the Raiders competing with them. An easy win to the Warriors. That's my prediction. Yeah, yeah. Especially in New Zealand, we're there. Yep. Righto. The Rabbits take on the Broncos. This one is the eight PM game. It's happening at Sunshine Coast Stadium. Um, another practically home game for the Broncos uh, when it's an away game for them. The uh, Rabbits. Richie Kenner's out. Tyrone Munro's out. Dean Hawkins, Ben Lovett, Shaq Mitchell, Peter Mamazoulis, Talis Duncan, Davey Mohalli, and Liam Knight all out. Welcoming back Latrell Mitchell, Campbell Graham, Cody Walker, Damian Cook, Hame Sele, Keon Kalamatangi, Jai Arrow, Jesus. Cam Murray, and Jacob Host. Um, like, that's a pretty good good fucking half a team to get put back into your side. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, rep players and the rep players. It would have been rep players, but for the fact they were injured, all coming back in. And uh, the Broncos side, uh, Tristan Saylor, Wilson, Dean Mariner, they're out. Returning, Reese Walsh, Payne Haas, Pat Carrigan. Also, on a, on a smaller scale, but a similar yeah. situation for the Broncos. Sure. Big game, big test for the Broncos. So many different narratives in this one. There's the... Mm. The, the Reynolds versus old club. I don't know he's faced them before, but there's um, the 
the rabbits looking to build. There's the, the, yeah, the rabbits got their players back. That's and, and and also the games after Origin. Yeah, you know what? What's Cody Walker's post Origin going to be like? Is he going to be? Is it going to have no effect? Is he? I don't think he'll go off the off the deep end, but you know. Is, well, no, he's going to come back in God mode because he's so fucking great, you know. Which has fucking happened before, so. Yeah. Um, look, you, I want it. My gut says to tip the rabbits. Yep. My I'm gut says to tip the rabbits. Same. Because look, look like the, you know, the, the Broncos that, that that slide. I don't. I don't. At this point, I you know, it could still happen. I don't think it's going to happen this year. Having said that, though. We can only live in hope. We only live in hope, and they've had a fair, fairly charmed run um, in terms of schedule and location of the schedule. Um, Here's that thing, though, with with the points they've been leaking. There, there's a risk there, and if Souths get on a run, there could be a big score here. And I can't, and and I wonder how how the rabbits are going to come back. Like now, they've got their players back in. Are we going to see them when they were sort of they got themselves out to sort of competition favourites by about round six? Is that is that the South we're going to see before? Or we, you know, are they going to are they going to actually pull themselves out of this slide they've sort of had over the last five or six weeks when they've been, you know, strung out with injuries and yeah. and, and Origin players and stuff like that? So this is a test, mm. and uh, we'll see what they look like. But I'm going to favour the Rabbits because fuck the Broncos. And also because I think the Rabbits are full strength. This is about full strength for the Rabbits. I think they're just a better team. You know, strength on strength. The Titans take on the Roosters down at Hope Solo. Titans side. Uh, Shoop is out. Tino is out. Brimson comes in and Stimson. The uh, Roosters. Powder's out. White is out. Teddy is in and Terrell May is in. Um, Why is White out? Was he injured? Because, I mean... Fuck, I mean, that guy's been, you know, he's been everything he was supposed to be for them. That's it. Um, right, uh, what else? Johnny Manu goes fullback to centre. Swali goes centre to wing. Obviously, Teddy comes back, goes to fullback. Look, Roosters. I, I had the Titans here in my ladder predictor. Yeah. But just, just based on how they have squandered opportunity when they've had it and squandered momentum, especially in games. Yeah, I'm tipping the Roosters here. Hey, look, Tino, Tino is a big out for them. Mm, I mean, yeah. you talk about their pack and everything, guys like, like, like David Fafita is obviously, obviously great, and he's having you know a great you know p- potentially career season. Mo's great, but Isaac Liu is fucking washed. Aaron Clark is nothing. Yeah, I mean, Jaden Campbell on the bench, he's a very fucking. I I just he's I'm probably spoken about it before, but he's a confusing fucking player because great great attack. Where's the defense? Great attack, no size to defend with, and as an interchange, like you're kind of putting him on as like a a, a hookerish or lockish kind of character, and he doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't have the build for that. It's just tough to find. It's you really need him to be fullback in a specific side that plays a certain way that's going to insulate him somewhat from the, but but you know, with fullback by nature of what it is, you know, it's it's an isolating position. So, yeah, don't know what to do with him. Anyway, I think the Roosters. Roosters. Defensively. I'm going to take the Titans. Yeah, you would, you cuck. Oh, who am I? Who am I? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to attack you. I just wanted to, I just wanted to smash something pretty. All oh, right. That's lovely. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. 
The Knights take on the Storm in Newcastle. Fuck me, those cunts get enough home games this season too. Uh, the Knights side. Twala's out. Gay guy comes back in. The Storm side, no changes from the side that brutalised the Roosters last week. No changes. I guess is the test, of the, the test of the consistency of the Melbourne Storm side. And if they are, in fact, tapering as it appears that they are, you know, for another I, assault on the finals. Yeah, I, I don't think this is any test whatsoever. I think they should go into this one full of confidence and almost expect to win. Yeah. Done, done, done. I agree. Melbourne. The Cowboys take on the Eels up there at the Abattoir in North Queensland. Uh, the changes are Jake Granville goes from lock to the bench. Ruben Cotter moves to starting lock. Uh, the Eels... RCG is out, suspended, obviously. Replaced by Ofhiki Ogden. And this is, you know, this is kind of, kind of a test for the Cowboys, I guess. I mean, the, the Eels are supposed to be one of those sides. They're still not... They're not quite there. Um, but given their position on the ladder, you know, this game is, a, is an opportunity for North Queensland to leapfrog them into the eight. I mean, winner takes a spot. It's, it's an important game for them. It's like a four-point game for them, really, because... You know, they're tied on competition points with the Eels at the moment. Um, behind on for and against, but it doesn't matter if they, you know, they're going to jump ahead of them, you know, if they can if they can get the win. And look, honestly, I, I don't, I, you know, they're defending far better. Their goal line defense especially is uh, has been great, which is a feature last year, and they've sort of got it back. It was, you know, there was a time where there where they didn't have it. I mean, they played the West Tigers for fuck's sake the first time around. They didn't have it. They seem to have it back now, though. And, uh, and no, that the way, just the way that their that they're forwards, and particularly the likes of, you know, Nanai and Cotter, um, roll through. And obviously, you know, guys like, you know, Taumalolo, unstoppable. The Eels, you know, down on, you know, down on you know, a big troop in RCG, their biggest. Still without uh, Dylan Brown as well, is still uh, you know serving some of his insufficient penalty for you know being becoming a sex offender. Um, yeah, I think the Cowboys. Yeah, I easily. think the Cowboys yeah, are, are building. They're on an upward tick, and I think they um, RCG out. That you know places a lot of onus on on Junior Barlow to to really set the tone for the forwards and. I think the Cowboys will get get hold of Para early and and um, win this one pretty convincingly. Right, the Panthers take on the Doggies in Penrith. Do we even talk about the ins and outs? I mean, fucking like the Good. Bulldogs paying thirteen dollars versus the Panthers dollar and two. There you go. This is a this is an absolute fucking fifty. Well, look, it, it's it's fair to say that. Yeah, Cleary and Yo and and Toto and Crichton, those guys are back in the side. Peachy's out. Doesn't fucking matter what the dogs do. Yep. Um, but Sexy Boy is not in the side this week. So, and he's basically been their only talisman to performance. Mm. You know, he was knocked out of he was, you know he's knocked out of the game against the Broncos. And you see you see what happens, and um, you know, previous game. Took him to a win. Look, I don't even know what we're talking about this game. The Panthers are going to win this game. This is going to be a 50-burger. I guarantee. I guarantee, punters, if you can bet your fucking... If you can bet on points scored by a side, I don't know. I don't gamble, so I don't know what the fucking 
exotics are these days. But if you can bet for a side to, to score 50 points and the side being Penrith in this game, fucking bank it. It's free money. Free fucking money. You agree, Glenny? Oh, fuck. I didn't really feel like I need to waste any energy on that game. Yes. <laughs> oh, don't let me, don't let me shout That's in the fucking it. void here, bro. <laughs> Penrith by a fucking million. Final game, uh, Sharkies take on Seeds Eagles in uh, at Reclaim Australia Stadium. And uh, the Sharks are finally, you know, a week too early, I think, in my opinion, have wielded the, wielded the axe, getting rid of Matt Moylan and Wade Graham. Uh, Tig Wilton out as well. Uh, Connor Tracy comes in to centre. Braden Trindle to 5'8", and Finucane. Well, I guess they replaced one washed player with another. Um, Talakai moves to the bench. McInnes moves to the bench. And the Seagulls, we've got uh, Toff Sipley has been moved to the bench. He should have been dropped. Bullimore says he's... he's says he, oh, sorry, he has been dropped. That's good. Bullimore, unlucky to have been dropped. Uh, Kepi returns after his uh, stint in Reggie's. And this is the debut of um, the, the big cunt himself, Matt Lodge, on the bench. So, um, look, I, I expect that cunt to be the second best prop in the in the team on the weekend, regrettably. Um, but we'll, we'll fucking see. Um, look, it's a team that's not in the top eight, so you know you, the Sharkies would like their chance. But at the same time, fuck, they were average last week. Really bad, really bad. You would have to imagine there's got to be a bounce back of some sorts at home. But I mean, the Sharks are real fucking danger of being the, t- the being the side that slips out the ass of the eight to accommodate the Cowboys. Certainly playing that way. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I'm, the Sharks I'm not at sure. Home. It's this, yeah, I'm not sure it's this week though. Um, Big big test for Fitzy and, and how he responds, because I I think last week was yeah you know, the, the Sharks have had some some losses and they've had some bigger losses, but I think last yeah week, well they got yeah, a fifty burger on them from yes you know, so they're already they're yeah. already done for the season but, but I, I think this was one of the most disappointing ones yeah you know just the the attitude they showed but yeah well they felt like they 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 thought they could win Sharks to bounce back that's us yeah Sharks to get fucking there smashed we we're done that's it. Yeah, good. 5.25. And, uh, 500 look, and a quarter. We're talking about we, we, we're talking about this in, in real time as we actually record this part of the show. Let's see what I can fucking retrieve and cobble together from the earlier part of the show. Weave <laughs> your I hope you enjoyed. I, I hope you enjoyed the stuff I could cobble together from the previous <laughs> part of the show. This patchwork quilt of an episode. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, look, it's a mystery to me. It's a mystery. I mean, it's not I'm a mystery sorry, to you guys. Buddy. You just listen to it. It's a mystery to me. I know you're sorry, Glenny. Don't be sorry, mate. I don't like to cause you extra work. Don't don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. The big deal is to apologise, Glenny. No, he don't does. Be, don't, be, don't, don't be sorry. Be better. He does so much for us. Well, I don't know. You get, <laughs> I give you everything I've got. If it's not good enough, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, that's the fucking C-grade attitude I expect. <laughs> right. That's it. All right. See you next week. See Later. You. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.